It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I've heard there's over 60 to 70 quarterbacks in the transfer portal, and I'm not talking about just anybody's. I'm talking about three, four, five-star quarterbacks in this transfer portal. Can everybody find a home? Is it going to be worth it? Well, the Gophers, they found a quarterback, and also the Minnesota Vikings, they're in a tie with the Packers for the playoffs. We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota, the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Ron Johnson. My co-host is going to be Sam Ekstrom joining me in a minute. But I want everybody to know today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. Yes, that's $150. With any winning $5 money line bet, that's $150, bucks, people. If your team wins, you get the money. Why not? It's not your money. Put five bucks in, take 150 bucks of FanDuel's money. It's worth it. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. Well, like I said on today's show, we're going to talk about the six and six Minnesota Vikings. Should be the eight and four Vikings, in my opinion, but we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about the Packers. They seem to have a late resurgence. Maybe this whole Aaron Rodgers thing worked out for Jordan Love and the Packers after all. We'll talk about that because Zach Wilson is taking a stance in the NFL. And the Gophers. The Gophers have a quarterback and Max Brosner. Uh, they got him out of uh, the transfer portal. He's up for the FCS Heisman. Uh, had the top stats. This is one of the best passers in the FCS. So if you're a passing team, like we know the Gophers want to be, and then you also have two great running backs. We know Darius Taylor is one. We know Jordan Newbin is the other. Darius Taylor said he's coming back. You definitely want a quarterback who can sling it when you need to. I think that's what the Gophers are missing. You don't need an NFL caliber quarterback to win in college football. We've seen that over the years, but we'll talk about that as well. And then, of course, the Daily Three. But as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom. Sam, there's a lot going on in the NFL right now. Uh, The NFC and the AFC are opposites of each other. The AFC, it's kind of up for grabs right now. I don't know if you saw that. But the the, the records right now in the AFC, the 9-3 Dolphins, 9-3 Ravens are 1-2. You got the 8-4 Chiefs, the 8-4 Jags are 3-4. Then you got the seven and five Steelers and the seven and five Colts, five and six, and then the seven and five Browns bringing up the rear. Even the Texans on the bubble were seven and five, Sam. 
And then the six and six teams are the Broncos and the Bills. Well, when you go to the NFC, it's a little bit of a difference in the records and teams. You got the 10 and two Eagles clearly put themselves ahead. You got the nine and three Niners and nine and three Lions. That's it. Those are the three. Then you go six and six for the Falcons. Now that's where it gets weird because the winner of the NFC South, we know, gets the fourth spot, which everybody thinks that needs to change. Maybe it will. But then you go back to the Cowboys at the five seed at nine and three. So my guess is right now, looking at the six and six Falcons, the six and six Vikings, the six and six Packers, the six and six Rams, and the six and six Seahawks, the Cowboys have locked up a wild card spot. I think I think they're safe, Sam. I think. I don't, I'm That's not fair. saying they can't lose five games, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will go nine and eight. I just don't. I don't see them losing five straight games. But crazier things have happened. Uh, that's why TV loves to hate on the Cowboys because Tony Romo used to find ways to fail. Uh, Dak Prescott has found ways to crumble. Uh, and then we saw the Zeke Elliott last play he's ever played where he played center against the 49ers. Uh, but, Sam, it's a huge difference. AFC kind of has a hierarchy all the way down. The division winners are great. And then their wild card teams are right in the mix of seven and five, all over 500. The NFC, you got a couple of division winners that are dominant. And then you got these Falcons in the NFC South. And, and every year there's one conference that we're like, this is a dumpster fire. Remember that year where it was the Eagles and the Washington football team and the Giants? None of them wanted to get in the playoffs. And it was like, hey, yeah. you, no, you take it. You take it. I don't want it. And then, of course, then the Eagles draft Jalen Hurts. And then that's all she wrote. And now we see what we see, Devonta Smith and so on and so forth. A.J. Brown trade, that was another big one that uh, Mike Vrabel will never get over. Um, but when you look at the Vikings, Sam, now tied with the Packers. They are the sixth seed, though. They have the tiebreaker. But sixth seed, seventh seed Packers, eighth seed Rams, ninth seed Seahawks. So every single game now matters. Because like you said, Sam, the conference matters as well. Your division record matters. Your conference record matters. And then your overall record. Right now, the Vikings have the best division record, right? Or is it conference? Conference record, um, I think, gives them the tiebreaker. But they also, they have the tiebreaker over the Packers, which separates them in the division. And then they have the conference record tiebreaker over the Rams, I believe. I believe I'm right about that. Yeah, so the tiebreaking procedure for the NFL, just to read it quick, uh, it says tie games count as a half win and a half loss for both clubs. So it's not just a, a, another number and not a win or loss. It counts for half and half on both, even though they put in the last column. I don't know why they had to point that part out. We get it. Uh, but to break a tie within the division at the end of the regular season, two or more clubs in the same division finished with identical one win-loss record. Um, the following steps will be taken until we determine a champion. Head-to-head, -head, who won? So now Vikings-Packers, they did beat them. Mm -hmm. So that's why they have it right now. They're guessing because they, they stopped there. There we go. We don't have to keep going. But if they were to lose to the Packers in the last game of the year, uh, games play within the division. Now they haven't played the Lions yet. Packers beat the Lions. Uh, the Bears beat the Vikings. So that's where they screwed themselves too because the two wins against the Bears plus the wins a win against the Packers could have really helped them out to have a 3-3 three and three division record. But now the Packers have a chance to beat the Vikings and tie up that one. I have not looked at the Packers-Bears series yet, but then I know they beat the Lions. So that's the other tough thing about this is like you have to figure out ways there. But if the Vikings can just beat the Packers again and they have a tie record, they can stop at number one. 
you're in the playoffs, you win, the, you're, you're second in the division, so you're in there. But then when you jump down to the other ones, three or more clubs, head-to-head, uh, one percentage in common games, and that's where then you bring the Rams and the Seahawks into this. If the Vikings, and this is where the Vikings are, and we say this every year, I feel like, Sam, they control their own destiny. They literally control their own destiny right now. I hate when we have to say that because it's so annoying. It sounds so simple. We all control our own destiny, but the Vikings have to understand where they are. They have a quarterback conundrum right now. They don't know if they should stick with Jaron Hall or sorry, stick with Josh Dobbs. uh, Let Jaron Hall get another shot because he went five for six before he got a concussion. Or do you bring in Nick Mullins, who gives you more of a Kirk Cousins type of feel in the game? Can't scramble, not going to improvise a bunch, but will read a defense. I don't know how fast. I don't know if he's like the 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 lesser version of Kirk Cousins, where Cam Jordan said uh, a slow right decision. We call it a Kirk Cousins. I don't know where Nick Mullins falls in that. Uh, but honestly, Sam, when you look at this four way tie right now at six and six, the Vikings just have to win out. Now they can still split with the Lions. I think that's going to be fine because the Packers did, but they have to beat the Packers. They have to beat the Raiders, and they have to beat the Bengals. Now the Bengals, Jake Browning, this whole like every Vikings former quarterback playing the Vikings this year. Is going to be another 30 for 30, I feel like. Like, I feel like all these quarterbacks are going to go sit down one day and say the Vikings never trusted us. Because the way Jake Browning looked last night, Sam, I don't know if you watched that game, but I did. He looked good. I mean, now he was throwing some balls to Jamar Chase. That, of course, is Jamar Chase. But he looked good, Sam. I'm I'm, I'm not going to be bullish on this, but Sam, he looked better than Nick Mullins did when he came in. Just saying. Jake Browning looked better than Nick Mullins did. So... That's one thing, too, that always throws me off is like, why are we so quick sometimes to move on from quarterbacks that should just be backups and and see what they can be? Like, we always think we need to find the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. We did the Kellen Mond thing. And we like we never let these guys like Taylor Heineke. He's looked good. Like Taylor Heineke could have been a starting quarterback for for, or backup quarterback to Kirk Cousins. Like there's so many quarterbacks we could have had that could have been backups to Kirk Cousins that we overthought this whole, like, let's find a predecessor for Kirk Cousins. Like, again, I know that's Rick Spielman. We're not going to beat a dead horse. But I felt like if they would have put more emphasis on, like, let's just get Kirk a backup and let's go out and draft a third-round receiver or offensive lineman instead of a backup quarterback, who knows where we'd be right now? Who They might still have their jobs. Who knows? Like, and maybe that's not what the Vikings fans wanted, but come on now. So, Sam, anyway, looking at the th- four and four tie, my or sorry, the four team tie, I just say the Vikings have to win out. But Jake Browning looked good. So that is scary. The, Ra- the Raiders have a rookie quarterback. Um, so that's one thing is how can Brian Flores do what he did against the Bears, which is he, he flustered a starting quarterback who's really good. Uh, didn't get him in the end, but flustered him enough. Can he do that to the Raiders quarterback so there's not even a close game in Vegas so people can drink and have fun and get wasted at the game? Sam, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this four way tie? Um, I just think it's funny how we project all these games when the schedule comes out. We talk about how tough or how easy they're going to be. And half the time, the quarterbacks we expect to face don't play, right? Like, think of all the quarterbacks that have played this year against the Vikings. Heineke instead of Ritter. They're going to have O'Connell instead of Garoppolo. They're going to have Browning instead of Burrow. They face Tyson Bajan. They face Jameis Winston. Like, just crazy things happen during the season. Um, But this is the year of the backup quarterback, right? So many teams have had to use their backups. um, And a lot of them have Vikings connections. Trevor Simeon was playing for the Jets on Sunday. There's another Vikings connection. Now he didn't do very well. Um, But I think the Vikings can maybe afford to lose one. 
I think that if you lose one of the Detroit games at 10 and seven, I still think you get in. I don't think you're going to have any of those six and six teams running the table, but you, you mentioned it, Ron, the green Bay game is by far the most important. If you win that game, you basically clinch that you're going to finish above the Packers. And that's the most important thing here. And let's also be clear that there are two spots available, right? There's a four-way tie, but there's two spots for those four teams, the six seed and the seven seed. I still think they're a playoff team, um, but I'm intrigued to see who the quarterback is. I mean, I don't know if we'll find out tomorrow who, who KOC has ordained to be the guy, but um, that's the, that's the biggest question. The defense is, is good. The offense, that's the question mark for the Vikings right now. Who is going to be throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson when he comes back off the IR? Yeah, and so, yeah, that's the one. The Justin Jefferson piece. Everybody keeps talking about that, too. Um, I did a play breakdown on Sunday. I'll tweet that out and tag um, locked on in this one because I did one this weekend about three different plays. And it was more about the the brilliance of Kevin O'Connell and less – of who was at quarterback because the first two plays were Kirk Cousins. Uh, I should have did a Jaron Hall when I didn't even think about that. I should have did Jaron Hall, Kirk, and Josh Dobbs, all three plays. But I did Kirk Cousins for the first two, then I did Josh Dobbs for the last one. And the biggest thing with it was just timing. If you can trust Kevin O'Connell's scheme and if you can trust the offensive line, an offensive line can hold up for two seconds, two and a half seconds. Kevin O'Connell's plays work. Now, he gets to him in different ways, and I didn't give away too much by breaking down the film because it's on film so coaches can see it too. But he doesn't do the traditional things. Like, the for one, it, one was a corner route and a hitch route. That's old school. Cover two, you run a hitch. If that corner sloughs off, like we saw the Bears quarter, cornerback do and picked off Josh Dobbs, the throw, I'm guessing, I haven't watched that interception, but I'm going to go back and watch it now. I'm guessing the throw should have been underneath. Because if you're going to throw the corner, you throw it now. You don't throw it late, and he threw it late. When you think about Josh Dobbs, you think about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I showed that same play against the Bears in week one, and this is the thing, or week whatever, six. The play worked in week six. It worked. It was a touchdown to Jordan Addison. It was a corner route touchdown. Kirk Cousins, if he throws it to the corner, it's an interception. He throws it a little bit early, stops Jordan Addison in the hole. The corner can't get back to it because it's not where he thought it was going to go. It's over to the right, to his right, and he didn't react quick enough. It's a touchdown. Josh Jobs could have made the same throw. He could have probably stuck it in the hole versus throwing it over the top and letting the corner get to it. Now, again, it had to be a perfect ball. It had to be a little bit further downfield for, for Jordan Addison or whoever was that corner or receiver to get to it before it was picked off. Uh, that was one of his four interceptions. But the biggest difference is Kirk Cousins probably throws it sooner and harder or he throws it down underneath because he sees the cornerback slipping off because on his touchdown, he saw the cornerback slipping off, so he stuck it in the hole. Now, the throw could have been the other hitch, which is just a flat route. So he got the same way he got to that route was TJ Hawkinson ran a shallow from the tight end spot, which now replaces what a hitch would be over there. And then the, and then Brandon uh, Powell ran a, from the slot, ran, a, ran a, just a, basically an out route, kind of like a flat route. Nobody covered him. Because everybody was worried about the uh, uh, KJ Osborne, I don't know why, but both corner and safety miscommunicated. They were worried about KJ Osborne. Kirk Cousins misses Brandon Powell, still throws a touchdown to Jordan Addison. That's the difference in Kirk Cousins. Josh Dobbs in that same play, I don't know what we get, and I think that's where Kevin O'Connell is right now. When he's looking at those plays, plays that he knows works, plays that he's seen Kirk Cousins throw touchdowns for, and then he sees Josh Dobbs do them, and he's either a little bit late or he's a little bit too soon. Um, 
that's where I think he's the the the, the consternation is. He has one more day because starting tomorrow, when they start practicing tomorrow, he's got to like he's got to give somebody the one reps. And I'm guessing the media won't be allowed to be in there for the full practice, so we won't see it. He's going to get axed in the presser, I think, today um, or tomorrow, maybe today. Um, but they're not going to – he's not going to name a quarterback, I don't think. Now, maybe he will just so that quarterback can get his mind right. Maybe he's telling them internally, hey, you're the guy, but I'm, I don't want to tell them because I don't want the Raiders to know who to plan for. Because preparing for Josh Dobbs is not like preparing for Kirk Cousins. You have to prepare for the single high – uh, safety with the with the with the robber with the guy watching the quarterback on every drop back and so I think that's the big thing too in this four-way tie is the Vikings have to figure out which quarterback is going to be their best option to win first the Raiders and the Bengals the Lions splitting with them that's I think that's gonna be more down to the defense like you're gonna have to really hit them in the mouth like we saw the Packers do and get some turnovers early um, and then with the Packers I think they could just beat the Packers and and the Packers who did the Packers face because Kirk got hurt in that game so they faced Jaron Hall right at the end, yeah, the, yeah, like two drives of Jaron Hall, and he looked a little flustered. Yeah, so the Packers haven't seen Josh Dobbs either, so that's a different that's a different beast when you're talking about a guy that can get out the pocket and run. So I don't know. We'll we'll see who Kevin O'Connell picks because this four way tie, it's not like if they had a cushion of eight and four. Like I said, if they if they beat the Bears like they should, it was a seven and five. Now there's no, they're not even close. If they beat the Buccaneers, I hate to go back to the beginning of the season, Sam, but if they beat the Buccaneers. Think about yeah. that one. Now you're eight and four. Chargers. Like you should have beat the Buccaneers. Chargers. Chargers. TJ Hawkins and catch the ball. Just catch the ball. <laughs> you beat the Chargers. Nine to three. We're nine to three, Sam. And they're tied for the division lead. They're pushing for the NFC North championship. And they're the, the last three games versus the Packers, Lions, Packers really matter. And it would be for the division championship. Um, yeah, there's so much to this, Sam, where you could sit back and say this team should be nine and three. There's no question they should be nine and three. When you think about the teams they lost to and how they lost the games, even the four interception game to lose 10 to 12. If you told somebody, dang, I can't believe he threw four picks. You'd be like, man, they must have got blown out. No, they lost 10 to 12. <laughs> like they almost won the game. It was 10 mm -hmm. to nine and they had a chance to win this game. So that's what's even crazier about this team to throw four picks and still almost a fifth pick and still win, like basically win the game up until the last, what, 30 seconds. Um, so that's that's the other tough part. You got to win those type of games. Uh, turnovers have been a huge issue. They're, they're headed for monumental turnover because in order for the defense to like keep them in games, they have to turn the ball over. So the number of turnovers for defense and offense combined, I think the record's like 63 or something. Um, and the Vikings are like slated for 59, I think. So if the defense can have like a ridiculous, like strip sack, fumble game, interception game, like they could be headed towards monumental interception turnover ratio stuff. Um, now one team I saw, this was like the sixties. They have 45 interceptions. That's just like, they play some terrible quarterbacks. Like, I don't know how you get 45 interceptions. Like, like that's, that's absolutely horrible. Now, and, and again, I don't know if that meant 45 interceptions, like for both like offense and defense, either way, that's still ridiculous for your defense to get 22 and your offense to get 23. That's doing too much. Like 45 interceptions is ridiculous, but that's some of the things that happened in the sixties when like the forward pass was kind of new and people couldn't yeah. figure it out. Like where, where, where do I throw it? How do I, when do I throw it? Like <laughs> they're doing chess passes. 
Right. And it's and then guys are just <laughs> knocking it down to pick it up. And who knows what interceptions were considered back then? Maybe it was like they were grabbing it, falling to the ground with it, and they were just calling interceptions because there was no replay. Like there was no instant replay to see. Like a referee's mm-hmm. just like, oh, well, he's on the ground with these guys. That's a pick. Interception. Their ball. Um, we don't know. We have no idea with some of this stuff. Maybe some of the stuff was strip sacks where the ball just went up in the air, should have been a fumble. They called it a pick. There's a lot of things that we could probably look back on that. Uh, well, we don't have any film. But we can look back on some of that stuff and be like, oh, there's no way. There's no way that was 45. You guys got 45 interceptions. But uh, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. We'll be back. We're going to talk about the Gophers. The Gophers have a quarterback now. Um, They were heading – and they're heading into the bowl game without one. Like, basically, they have one, Cole Kramer, who's played. Uh, So, Cole Kramer, Eden Prairie product. He's going to get to be on national TV to play against Bowling Green um, in Detroit, Michigan, my hometown, on December 26th. He'll get a shot. He's going to get a shot, which is kind of a cool thing for a senior – uh on his last you know fifth year six year senior uh his last last hurrah as a gopher gets to start a game in the bowl game last game of the year who knows he might win it get put up on tro you know on shoulders get mvp and that's a story cole kramer will be like al bunny he'll be tell his kids i won the bowl game i got the mvp of the uh whatever it's what is it called the guarantee rate bowl or the quick lane bowl. quick lane bowl uh i got i got the mvp of the quick lane bowl he'll have it on his on his shelf like i do i don't have a i got actual stuff there but um you know he'll he'll get to he'll get to do that he'll get to do that so that's kind of a cool story we'll talk about all that much and much more after word from our sponsors all right as you can tell i am not at home i'm in a different state the state of new york in a hotel room and what's special about new york is it's a fan duel state so right now i have placed my five dollar money line bet in order to win $150 in bonus bets. Yes, I've got $5 riding on Liverpool in Premier League action against Sheffield United this afternoon so that I can bet the NBA tonight if I win. That's the promotion at FanDuel that I'm trying to take advantage of. New customers, bet five, get 150 in bonus bets if your $5 money line wager wins. And once I get that 150, look out. I'm going NBA spreads. I'm going NFL parlays on Sunday. And I'm going to um, probably find some Vikings exotic bets as well. That's at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn or the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Check it out today. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Well, now it's quickly time to discuss the Minnesota Gophers. As I said, Cole Kramer uh, is the only true quarterback that's played some, some meaningful snaps on the roster right now. They have two quarterbacks. Cole Kramer hopefully does not get hurt because he runs. Uh, we've seen them get hurt before in games running. They're playing in the Detroit uh, Stadium um, in downtown Detroit, and that's a hard turf. Uh, so there's all kinds of things. Hel- helmet could hit the ground. And that's just not where you want to be with two quarterbacks. But they are there. Max Brosner can't come play. He has confirmed. He's committed. Uh, they do also have a four, I think a three or four-star quarterback, the 6'5", 225 pounds, so like legit. NFL body like he looks like Joe Flacco a little bit uh just won a state championship uh back in his hometown uh so that's kind of cool to see they do have somebody coming in and and I hope that they're telling them like look Mike Brosner is a grad transfer so he gets one year that gives you one year to redshirt and then one year to then and then you can play next year like six five big body um that's the tough thing about recruiting nowadays too kids used to come in and understand I gotta fight for my job like now kids are trying to go places where they know they have a job. Like, 
that to me is like it, it is it's become an nfl free agency like i was i was all for the nil at first i get it because like a guy like me back when i played after beating ohio state i'm sure i would have had a bunch of companies reaching out to do a commercial or something uh you know like the giant slayer or something or whatever who knows uh meineke tire some tire you know fan duel fan duel to reach out to me uh you know saying hey we just want people to, to bet on the next game i can't do it but hey i can do a commercial for you um as a college player i couldn't bet but when you look at where they are now it's now becoming like hey million dollars for a quarterback he's done nothing he hasn't done anything for your school he hasn't done anything for your team he hasn't been in any commercials he hasn't pushed any products we're just paying him a million dollars before it was supposed to be you play well and then you end up in commercials they can use your likeness so if you think about like uh getting paid because that's what we did not get paid for was ncaa football like now you can have ncaa football because i heard it's coming back in 24 and all the players who you use them like if there are pictures on the front if their name is used they get paid by ea sports which i think because madden we got like 18 and a half thousand dollars every year 18.5 thousand dollars every year that's a decent amount of money for some kids because college football is one of the highest grossing games because it was a lot more teams, it was a lot more fun. More college kids bought that game than they did Madden, and so you think, and even Cotton, even pro guys bought it. Um, that was the game that I think if they can get it to come, because they're tra- they're working on that now with the NCAA and EA Sports uh, to come back. Now you can pay players to be on your game. You can pay for Marvin Harrison Jr. He's gone now, but uh, to be on there, you can pay for Kyle McCord, Ohio State quarterback. You can pay for both Knicks. You can pay to have a picture of Darius Taylor now uh in the next highlight because i know they updated weekly that was the thought behind this jerseys on e on uh on, on ebay i know my jersey used to be sold on ebay i got zero i would now get money from the from from ebay for them selling my jersey on e on east bay sorry east bay um and fanatics like fanatics could pay me for my jersey sales the gophers could collect my jersey sales and pay me uh the jer- the gophers would sell my jersey at uh the store whatever that thing was called downtown uh, all those dinky town stores that would sell jerseys and and, and, and gear. So with that said, the Gophers are not going to be in those sweepstakes. Like they don't have a benefactor that has oil money that can pay $76 million to just get rid of a coach. Like that's what Texas A&M has. They're getting rid of coaches because a dude has the money. He's like, how much do we owe him? Uh, $76 million. Uh, for how many years? We got six more years of that. All right. All right, just do it. I'll pay him $12 million a year to go away. Like, that's when you know you got too much money. When you can pay $12 million a year for a guy to just walk away from your program. Hey, here's $12 million this year. I'm going to personally write this check to the university. You guys go out and get a coach that you want to win some games for you because we thought this was the guy who's not the guy. So when you look at the Gophers and Max Brosner, they went out and got a guy out of the portal. He's one of the top passers in the portal, FCS-wise. Grad transfer, so older, smart, uh, Reminds you of like uh, a, a a very um, like seasoned Bo Nix, you know, like has that like older feel that he'll step in the huddle and he's going to be able to command the huddle. Uh, I thought, I personally thought they should have moved on from the offensive coordinator as well, but clearly PJ is going to stick with that offensive coordinator and they're going to, they're going to put some of that blame on the quarterback. I will say there were some plays I watched and I'm like, oh, okay, if this receiver runs his route better, they win. Uh, this, if this quarterback steps, if he steps up in the pocket and makes the throw, they probably win. Um, so there are some plays, and when I say win, win that play, uh, there are some plays that you can go back and say, uh, eh, it was drawn up pretty good. These guys just didn't execute it. So maybe that's where PJ's at as well, like when you watch the plays. But they're not going to get a million-dollar quarterback. There's 60-plus quarterbacks in the portal right now. There's only about 131 schools 
when I do that math, there's high school kids coming out as well. People are getting screwed. High school kids are getting screwed now because the coaches are waiting to get a, a transfer portal guy. Like, Deion's not going out recruiting top quarterbacks. He's just going to get a guy to portal to sit behind his son. His son's going to play mm-hmm. one more year, and then he's done. Like, high school recruiting is going to get changed forever by the by this portal. I think the portal needs to have reins on it. I think it needs to be you need to, you can transfer, but you got to sit out within conference. You got to sit out if your coach didn't leave. Uh, if it's not a hardship transfer, you got to sit out. Like it's, it's gotta be something to it because these guys being able to just leave and then go play the very next year. Like that's ridiculous. Like I'm not saying don't transfer an unlimited trip, but you lose a year, you transfer, you lose a year. You got to sit out for a year. You can't go get yourself a quarterback to win that year. Unless something happened, unless his coach got fired, like Texas A&M, or unless the coach physically asked you to leave like Ohio state. So the school can write a letter for Max Kyle McCord to the NCAA to say, hey, we're letting them out too. We don't want them either. Like that kind of stuff. Like that's the only way I see it working. If not, grad transfer has to be the way to go like Russell Wilson did when he went to Wisconsin from NC State. Like you got to be able to do that. And that's to me where they're going too far. But the Gophers have a quarterback now. So we'll see what he's going to be. Uh, they they retained uh, Daniel Jackson. They retained Darius Taylor. Uh, those mm-hmm. guys came out and, and, and announced that they're, that they're staying with Minnesota. Um, you know, Jordan Newbin sounds like, I mean, I don't think he was ever thinking about leaving, but he's going to be here too. So you return the top back in the big 10, the top receiver in the big 10, and now you give him a quarterback. Now offensive line, we'll see how they shape up, uh, who stays, who goes, but offensive line wise, I think they were pretty good. Now it's just, can you find some other weapons? You know, can you find a couple other weapons? They did offer, uh, the kid from Wisconsin, uh, Chimera Dyke, uh, or DK, uh, they did offer uh, Tyrell Henry out of, out of uh, Michigan State, which I actually played, which I just found this out. I just played with his dad uh, in Little League football, his stepdad, nice. uh, Napoleon Johnson. He, he and I played Little League football together because uh, I, I reached out to his high school coach and said, hey, did he play for you? He's like, yep. He's like, you play with his dad, though, uh, with the Raiders. I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm trying to reach out to him to see, like, hey, man, like Minnesota, like come over. Like he Because for Michigan, he just – Michigan State, sorry. Uh, I just think the, the situation there for them, every, nobody's really – understanding what's going on with the coaches you know mm-hmm. what, what's going on with the program and so, so i think he just wants to get out of there because you know some 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 stability somewhere and some culture change which the gophers could be a good culture change he's still in the big 10 so he'll get to go home and play michigan play michigan state for the next two or three years his family can watch him on the big 10 network uh so there are some things there for tyro henry that i hope that i hope he does pick the gophers i know he's in the portal now uh, and the Gophers offered him. They offered also a receiver from Purdue. So it's crazy how coaches are just offering within conference now because you couldn't do that before. Now you can. Um, the the DM from Syracuse. I know he decommitted from Wisconsin. So maybe the Gophers can tell him, like, "Hey, man, John Joyner, these guys, this defense, man, we're great. Like, you need to come over here. We're gonna win. Uh, you know, we beat was or we 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 we're gonna beat Wisconsin. So we beat them two out of three times. Blah blah. So there's a lot to that too, Sam. But I don't know. What do you think about Max Brosner? Yeah, I obviously like that he knows how to throw the place proven as a thrower of the football. So are the Gophers going to play to his strengths and throw the ball more? Will they balance out the run and pass a little more? Will they become a more exciting offense? That would get me excited. Um, And I think Brosmer's got enough of a resume to do that. I also like that he doesn't take sacks. He's got one of the lowest pressure to sack rates in in FCS. That's really encouraging. He's got some mobility to him. He's decisive. Um, As a side note, Guess whose name pops up when you're looking at FCS football stats? A name that we haven't heard in a while. Zach Anikstead. Remember him? Yep, I saw that. For Illinois, for, uh, from Illinois, Illinois State. State. Yeah, yeah, he's in he the top 10 in, in some stuff. Yep, yep, another former gopher. But 
Um, I'm excited. I'm excited that uh, they they kind of got a guy so quickly who can light it up. And like you said, they've got the commit who can sit behind them for a year and maybe take over after that. So now there's a plan. There's a plan at quarterback. I, I like this more than just running it back with Ethan and hoping that he improves. I hope he lands somewhere and has success. But I'm more excited about this direction. Yeah, and I think I like what you said too. The fact that he's a passer, uh, we do know this where they want to be a, a vertical, horizontal passing threat type of team. Like they want to attack with the pass as well. Um, there were times where they were third and four and they just didn't have a legit feel that Ethan could make that throw. Um, and so people were questioning some of the play calls. Third and five, third and six, you know, they're like, Why are you running a draw? Throw the ball, go get the first down. Now, there were some throws again. The tight end, Brevin Span Ford, dropped him. Um, you know, you could look at uh, where Daniel Jackson was kind of the one consistent passing piece to that offense. Uh, you saw Corey Crooms have struggles. You saw um, Elijah Spencer have, have 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 drop issues. Like, there was a lot going on with that offense um, that you can't all put on Ethan. I think a lot of people put a lot on Ethan, but when you go back to look at the drops, uh, if, if guys make those catches, season probably turns out differently. Like, you know, you look at the drop against Purdue. You look at the drop uh, against Wisconsin. Like, some of those plays, they make those plays and make those catches. We're probably talking – like, I'm not talking about, like, the Michigan, Ohio State. Like, there's nothing you could have done there. But some of those other games where it was close and they should have won, Northwestern, um, you know, we're having a totally different conversation. It doesn't feel the way it feels right now at 5-7 and seven going to a bowl game. Uh, but they went and got Max Brosner out the, uh, out the portal. He's a grad transfer. Sounds like he's going to be QB1 right now. Uh, but you know, recruiting is never done. So I know PJ's like, cause you, you still need to go find a backup. Like he doesn't have a backup. Like he has a freshman coming in. Um, but again, I don't think you want to waste a true freshman in case your quarterback gets hurt because injuries happen. So you have to go find a kid, uh, who is willing to maybe be a junior, uh, transfer and be a backup, like, you know, to come in and say, Hey, you're going to have a chance to compete, but this is our quarterback. And so that's, that's the other, the other side of this coin, is that trying to find a guy that can actually – because, again, Cole Kramer's done. I don't think they're going to give him a seventh, eighth year. So, like, the, the guy behind him, I forgot how you say his name, but I don't think he is a backup. Uh, like I said, the freshman that they got, I don't think he should be a backup as a freshman, true freshman. Um, yeah. I mean, he could take two reps, and he can get a lot of practice in camp, but you got to find a legit backup uh, because you don't want Max Browser getting hurt, and then you have nothing. And you have absolutely nothing, and you're putting a true freshman in there, 6'5", 225-pound kid that is still a baby that you're throwing them to the wolves. And so that's the other part of this. Like, the recruiting's not done. Uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna find a backup quarterback because they – I mean, they need at least five or six quarterbacks. That's the thing people don't realize. Like, they only have two. They have two right now. Two quarterbacks. That's it. Yeah. You can't have two quarter because you got the ones, you got the twos, and then you got scout team. Like, you need a scout team quarterback – to go in and throw like they don't have that right now they don't have a, like the, the the backup the freshman kid or i think it's a freshman sophomore that kid's gonna have to throw a ton during bowl week because you're not gonna waste cole kramer anymore cole kramer was your guy cole kramer was running with the the, the scout team he's now the starter so you gotta you gotta find some for this kid also for cole kramer coming into this game i'm guessing brevin span will play because this is the culture they built uh i don't know about tyler newbin that's a questionable one uh, because do you waste another bowl game opportunity to play and get hurt? Uh, you've already got the gopher record for interceptions in a career. 
Uh, so do you do you go do that and get hurt? That's the question. Do you go play in a bowl game and get hurt? Uh, or do you just play because you like football? And that's going to be the question for some of these NFL caliber guys. Do they waste another couple of weeks of practicing with the Gophers or do they just go ahead and dip off? They already graduated college. Do they go, you know, with their agent? And because uh, we didn't make a bowl game last year. So by December 10th, I was gone. I'll never forget that date, December 10th, because that was the day I had a girlfriend at the time who's my wife now. So I remember like packing up my dorm. My roommate was staying for another year. So he was like, basically, I just was like packing up to leave. So I packed up my dorm, uh, our apartment, uh, but I packed it up, uh, put all the stuff in boxes and shipped some stuff home, gave stuff to my uncle to drive. And then he drove it back to, we drove back to Detroit. Me, Spice Adams' mom was in the car and my uncle, like the three of us drove my mom. Yeah. My mom flew back with some stuff, but I had to get my truck home because it was here in Minnesota. So they flew in and then they drove back with me because uh, it's 11, 11 to 12 hours. And I knew I couldn't make it by myself for 12 hours. So they flew in and then they, you know, helped me pack up, helped me throw some stuff on, a, you know, to ship it back. And then my mom took some stuff back on the plane with her and suitcases. And yeah, and then we jumped on the road and went back. And that was that was all she wrote. Like I, I packed up December 10th. I'll never forget that date because I was like, I'm out of here. Uh, so like literally right about this time, right about this time of the year, I found out we weren't making a bowl game. I knew I had a couple classes left and I'd already graduated early. So I was my senior year. I was just here taking like a grad type class. I'd already graduated. Um, mm -hmm. So I graduated my junior year. So I was just waiting to finish off my last class, which was like right about now before Christmas break. And then right about December 10th, the lady was like, yep, if you turn in your final early, you can go. I was like, here you go. And I jumped in the car and I hit it home. So guys like Tyler Newbin, Brevin Span 4, like those are guys to keep an eye on that may or may not want to risk their NFL career uh, on a bowl game that honestly doesn't matter. Uh, it matters for recruiting. It matters for extra practices because PJ gets extra time with these kids uh, and the team and to grow guys like Darius Taylor and get more time time around them. But in recruiting, you get to, you know, you get more time to recruit now because you're you're active and kids can come in to practices. But it doesn't matter if they win and go six and seven. Not really. It doesn't. It helps the program out. It does because you get that money for winning a bowl game. Also, people can see you win your last game. Uh, it's a good feeling for the guys to win their last game. But I don't know how much it matters where it's like, ah, I don't want to get hurt. Like all of a sudden you go across the middle to make a tackle. Boom. Blow your shoulder out. Now what team's going to take you in the first or second round if you're Tyler Newbin? You know, but you can't live your life like that. I know people say that like, oh, well, you're going to get hurt anyway. Get hurt once you get a million dollars. Like, so, hey, so we'll see. We'll see who plays in this game. But we do know. It's going to be, what's his name, Cole Kramer. Uh, coming up next, we got the Daily Three, about three minutes each, or sorry, about a minute each, uh, and it's going to be me and Sam. But before we do that, I want everybody to know, check out Locked on Sports Minnesota's podcast, postcast on YouTube after every game. You can get the Wild, the Wolves, the Twins, and the Gophers. Our Locked on team hosts are broadcasting live with team insiders. Never miss a postcast by subscribing to Locked on Sports Minnesota on YouTube. And, yes, following the Vikings-Raiders game, we will have a postcast and I mean, it's Vegas. So I feel like we all should like have a drink and make some bets. Like maybe make some friendly bets on the post postcast and maybe have the fans tell us what they think they want to bet on just for fun. No real money and just see what happens the next week. Uh, but again, I'm Ron Johnson, and Sam Ekstrom. We got the daily three coming up after a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you in part by Jace Medical, and I know that we talk a lot about sports on this show, and it's all fun and games, but there's some crazy realities of life 
and you want to be prepared for them. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is some scary stuff. And it can be a helpless feeling like, yeah, I have a kid that gets sick and supply chain issues prevent you from getting the care that you need. Uh, that's that's a tough situation. That's scary. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical and the Jace case, which is packed with five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and others. This stuff could happen to any of us, and you want to be prepared and have that peace of mind. So go to jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician. Your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important uh, to be prepared. Go to jacemedical.com, use offer code LOCKEDON, get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. Well, take it away, Sam. Daily three. We'll take about a minute each today. All right. Sunday night football. Packers beat the Chiefs. Jordan Love suddenly has Green Bay playing well. Justin Fields just beat the Vikings last Monday. Which quarterback situ- uh, situation, Ron, would you want long term right now? Fields and the Bears or Love and the Packers? Love and the Packers. Not even a question to it. Uh, I just feel like Justin Fields, unless they switch up the coordinator and somebody willing to really use his ability. Um, when you watch, again, watching Jalen Hurts, even though they got absolutely murdered by the 49ers, watching Jalen Hurts, it feels like the offense is geared towards what he does best, uh, where it feels like Jordan uh, Justin Fields sometimes doesn't. Jordan Love, on the other hand, they're doing a great job of putting him in situations. I mean, that that I think it was fourth and one or third and one. He threw like a goal route. I think it was fourth and one. He throws a go route like to Romeo Dubs uh, versus just throwing it to the running back, dumping it off. Like that's Aaron Rodgers type stuff. That's having trust in your quarterback to say fourth and one, let's go deep. And they have four DBs back there and he still completed that. I blame, I partly blame the, the defense too. Cause I'm like, how are all four of you back here and for the chiefs and none of you are close enough to even just knock the ball down. Like it was, guys were like pointing at other guys. Like, are you going to take it? Are you going to take it? Cause it looked like a punt. And so, I like Jordan Love. I, I like Jordan Love because the Packers have a run game. Uh, now, we do know guys have been hurt, but if they had their healthy running backs, uh, my guess is they're going to go get a tight end in the draft. Uh, that that team and the defense is good. The defense has some weapons. Like, they have some pieces, Devondre Campbell and a lot of those guys. Like, they have some tough pieces to that defense. Uh, and that offense, again, that's a that's a Kyle Shanahan, uh, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay type of offense. Like, if, if Jordan Love can figure it out, which it seems like he has, which – to my point, maybe sitting behind quarterbacks for two or three years as a rookie is a way to do it because Jordan Love is starting to figure it out now. Like, I don't I don't think if Jordan Love came in and started right away, if Aaron Rodgers had got his way and got out of there earlier, I don't think Jordan Love's as good as he is. But he got to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, and now look what they have. So I, I, I like Jordan Love over Justin Fields. What do you think? Yeah, I would take Love as well. More upside, better situation, better coach in Green Bay. But – they also have to pay him like this off season. And I don't know if we're sure that he's legit yet. I think he's had flashes. It's been a good two weeks, but they might have to commit money to him now. I mean, four years in going into a contract year, you don't want him to be a lame duck quarterback. I think you, you probably have to pay him. And that's a big gamble on someone who doesn't have that much of a track record. So it's still a little dicey, but I would take Jordan love over Justin Fields, Timberwolves best record in the NBA, Ron uh, at 15 and four, they face, the Spurs this week, who've lost 14 in a row, by the way, 
the mm-hmm. Grizzlies without John Morant and the Pelicans, who actually are making a run right now in the NBA in season tournament. Uh, can the Wolves go three and zero this week, Ron? Uh, I think the Pelicans are beatable because they might have a letdown after this in-season tournament. Um, I think the Spurs and the Grizzlies are for sure beatable. So yeah, I think they can win all three. Like it's 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 scary to say it, but at worst, two and one. Like I don't see them losing two out of that three. Uh, two and one at worst, just because of like attrition, uh, being tired, uh, you know, playing so many games that they've been playing and playing dominant. Like I could see a little bit of a like a mistake one night like walking into the like if they beat spurs and grizzlies walking to the pelicans like thinking like oh we're the best team in the nba and then they get beat um but no i could see them winning all three it's just the way they're playing right now steve's good i don't even know uh how to explain it like it's just weird like everybody was wondering and so now chris finch looks like a genius with this rudy gobert trade because before last year we were all questioning it and maybe cat looks even better saying look we only have four months together uh, these guys have four years together. Maybe, maybe Cat was on to something. Maybe another year. He was year, right Kat, the whole time. He yep. knew. He's like, hey, give us, give us another, give us another year, man. Like we're gonna be good. And so him, I mean, Rudy Gobert the other night had what 20, 26 or something like that. Like they, they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. Like what guy can step up what night? Anthony Edwards can rest up. Like that's like that's the that's the best thing they have right now is that Anthony Edwards can rest up because they're still winning. And I think that's the other key. He doesn't feel like he has to come back. But I don't know. What do you think? Three and zero. Yeah, I I wonder if Edwards comes back tomorrow because he's had three days off. Maybe Jaden McDaniels should be close too. But these next two games are kind of the last quote unquote gimmies right. that you have all month. Because after the Grizzlies, then it's Pelicans on the road, Mavericks on the road, Pacers who are tough, Heat on the road, Sixers on the road, Lakers, Kings, Thunder, Mavs, Lakers. December's brutal. So get the wins now. And then if you, you know, if you have a stretch where you go 500 over a course of 10 games, that's fine because you're so far above 500 right now. They're in a great spot, um, getting healthier, hopefully. So I think they go 3-0 this week. I think mm-hmm. they keep, I, I think they stay hot, especially if they get Edwards back. Last one, Nikola Jokic currently leads the NBA run in points, rebounds, and assists. Can he win the triple crown and lead every category? The way the Nuggets have been playing, yes, because now they're forcing it almost, I feel like, at points. They're forcing it to him uh, because of the lack of success they've been having. Like, they, when you come off a championship, and we know this, it's hard to repeat, but when you come off of a championship win, you expect, like, everybody to just kind of bow down. And I think they were thinking, like, oh, here we go. Uh, We're going to run through this. Um, and they're not, they're not running through the NBA. Like the Nuggets lost to the Timberwolves. The Nuggets, you know, are losing. And so they're not getting the success. So how do you get out of that? Or how do you get back on that track? You give the ball to your guy. You let your guy start the offense. You let your guy get everything going. And I think Nikola Jokic, uh, the big thing, you know, right now, like you said, 29 points, 12.8 rebounds, nine. I mean, he's, he's almost averaging a triple double. Like, he's almost averaging a triple-double with nine assists, 9.8 assists. So, yes, I, I think he can. Will he? That, I don't know. That That's going to be, that's going to be, like, you know, we'll see how it goes down the stretch. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he could. Because the guys like LeBron right now, KD, um, you're not getting your usual suspects of, like, dominant scores. And I think KD and Devin Booker, because they have to split the time. Uh, you look at Kawhi and that group, they have to split the balls there. Normally it would be James Harden might be the lead scorer of the league, but uh, who just said that? P.J. Tucker just said there's not enough balls in the world to help our team out right now. 
like pj tucker has had zero 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 and zero the last like 13 games because or nine games because every all the other three have to touch the ball. every time they come down the court one of those three have to touch the ball like it has to be one of them because there's not enough balls for Kawhi, paul george and uh james harden so it's it's okay to have a big three that's why i like the the, the timberwolves big three because you have a ball dominant guy and then you have two bigs I think that actually works. You could have a forward, a guard, and a center, but to have three guards like that, three big guards, I, I just don't see it. And I think that's the other issue is KD is not a big guard. That's why, or you know, he's more of a forward, and that's why that worked with the with the with the uh, Warriors because K Clay is willing to be an off ball guy. Like Clay's like, look, I don't have to shoot. I'll shoot when you want to give me the ball. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Nikola Jokic could do it, but I don't know if he will. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think it's pretty hard to maintain points and assists because if you're assisting, you're not scoring. Right. And Murray's been out, and if he gets back, then he's going to carry some of the scoring load too. So I don't know if it. I don't know if he wins the triple crown, but he is a freak of nature. Um, and that that's the scary team in the West, even though they've been losing a little more lately. I still think that's the squad that you might face in the Western Finals if the Wolves keep this up. So. Keep an eye on Denver um, because that's that's your competition. Those are the champs. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, too, I think Joel Embiid is going to run away a little bit with this points thing, too, when you think about him. Like, that's going to be the problem with Jokic is I don't know if he can keep up with Joel because Joel doesn't have James Harden anymore. And I think that's the other key. When he got rid of Harden, he realized, like, look, yeah. I, can go out, I can go get 30 a night. Like, I don't have <laughs> I don't have a guy. Like, I mean, he even said in his presser, like, we, we James, we gave, we gave the ball every time. What are you talking about? Like, you know, you don't have that with my Maxi. Maxi's not crying for the ball. But that'll do it for us today on the on the Ron Johnson show. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Make sure you guys find Locked On Sports Minnesota 24-7 on the YouTube live stream for your favorite Minnesota sports shows around the clock. It's Vikings, Wild, Wolves, Twins, and Gophers all hours of the day. Thank you. Have a great week, people. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.